0: Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: I be feeling all the feels. I'm like, oh.
0: (laughs) Every single one. (laughs)
1: Every single one. I'm flatlining right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to You You Down. Down, a podcast where four funny honeys come together to talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Shakira Janae Pei. I'm
1: Yasmin Monet
0: Watkins. And I'm Mamiya Aforo. But collectively, we are known as Obama's other daughters. But actually, we're missing one of our daughters today. We're missing our darling, Ashley. Ashley, girl. Ashley.
2: We feel you. Ashley. Although you're not here. As we go on. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's just one episode. <laughs> it's just this one.
2: No, I know. I it just took me back to loving that song and like crying, singing it with your friends. Oh my gosh, graduation. Seventh grade will never be the same. <laughs> it won't. It won't be the
0: same. It really won't. Um y'all, today we're wondering, are you down with astrology?
2: Yeah.
1: astrology. Yes. <laughs> for generations, folks have looked to the stars for guidance. Astrology helps us understand the world around us and ourselves. Today we're pulling out our telescopes and searching the skies for answers, and we're doing that with one of the baddest astrologers in the game. Jenny Nicholas! Yeah! Ah. Honored. Honored! Like, floored. Look, we'll get a chance to learn more about how astrology works, radical self-acceptance, and get a chance to delve into our birth charts. Ah. But first, let's check in with each other. Ladies, what are you loving? What are you hating this week?
2: This week, I am hating... Something I, you guys, oh, I'm putting oh. it out on yeah. the table. I'm putting it out on the table. Put it out there, girl. I hate Postmates because of oh. the accessibility that it gives to um, oh. getting food and not having to leave my house. And yeah, I am here to say I'm Mamia and I have a Postmates addiction.
0: <laughs> Hi, Mamia. <laughs> Welcome to program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is like, I'm like, yes, I too am addicted. I know. And I hate Postmates because sometimes you wait an hour plus for your food. And then they tell you the restaurant canceled your order Ooh. or they took your food. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. You got <sighs> hot.
0: Hot. That happens with all of the apps, though. You know what happened to me yesterday? I've been using Chow Now, oh. which is supposed to be better for um, mm. businesses. They, like, give all the money to the business and oh. to the deliver the carriers. And I ordered something for pickup so I didn't have any fees. I walk all the way to the restaurant, and the restaurant's just goddamn closed. <laughs> just closed. <laughs> they took your money. Oh, They took my money, accepted the order, mm. and just closed. Mm-mm. Yeah, I had to call Chow Now to get the refund. Wow. And... I still will use those apps again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I will. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) I've learned nothing. What are you loving? What you hating? Shakira? (laughs) Well, I know it's
0: been a few weeks since this has come out, but I had to rewatch it because it was so good. That movie, Bad Trip. Oh, I watched it this
1: weekend. (laughs) Oh my god! God, It's so good. (laughs) My god. Eric Andre is a whole whole fool. fool. Like he.
2: He's in a lane of his own now. Oh, my days. The zoo scene, I had
0: to just... I was like, let me just throw that on for the Truly. zoo scene. <laughs> let me see if it's as good as I remember. And it was. <laughs> that gorilla. Oh, and man. That,
2: oh I don't want to spoil
0: it for anybody. <laughs> Stop we it. We don't want to spoil but it. But, like... Y'all should have watched it by now, but just in case you haven't,
2: go watch it. When I was watching it, I thought about, like, this is on another level of, like, taking things too far. Yeah. And it makes you, like... Feel as awkward as the person on TV does. It's so good.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm like, there's so many things that I love. But I, okay, so I recently went on like a two-day trip to the desert. And it was just so magical. Stargazing and loving and being loved. And there's like this cedarwood spa that was just so like... It was just, it was perfect. Oh, that and sounds I'm amazing. Really grateful for the chance to, like, unplug for a little bit and connect. Yeah. And you look, like, super tranquil. It was crazy. Like, being out in the darkness, you're like, oh, my God, I could die. Like, because, like, we're <laughs> No, it's that true. That was the
2: first. Like, an animal could come or a person. or
1: Scary. <laughs> yes. Every little crinkle of something, you're like, ah, is it coming to get yeah. me? But, like. It really is like where we stayed, there were these boulders in the back, like sort of Joshua tree. Camping? Not camping, but like there was like an outside day bed Mm. and like just like activities and like places to walk and explore and adventure. And it was amazing. Love it. Love a self-care, a two-day self-care excursion. With a special someone.
0: But speaking of connection and special someone's are you guys excited to talk
1: about astrology yeah Ah! i can't wait oh my days i don't know about y'all but Part of my daily and weekly routine includes checking my horoscopes religiously, I check my daily horoscope with Scorpio Mystique, and my weekly and monthly scopes with Channy Nicholas. And every time I read them, there's some insight or question or new thing I learn about myself in the process that really informs my week. I've been following Channy's horoscopes since 2013. I had a gig at Skidmore, and on the train ride back, a new friend put me on to her, and in our household... The hashtag Channy be Known has become a common phrase. All that to say, when Channy agreed to not only be on our podcast, but read our birth tarts too, y'all know I had stars in my eyes. And soon you will too. We'll jump right into all of it after a quick little break. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everyone. Chani Nicholas is a Los Angeles-based New York Times bestselling author and astrologer with a community of over one million monthly readers. I am one of them now as well. Join her app, Chani, and you just get free advice from the stars. She has been a counseling astrologer for more than 20 years guiding people to discover and live out their life's purpose through understanding their birth chart. She has been featured in The New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Rolling Stone, The New Yorker, The Atlantic, and on Netflix. Chani, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We're honored. We're huge (laughs) fans. I remember... hearing about you actually through Yasmin being a fan and like (laughs) starting to follow your monthly horoscopes and they would be spot on. So thank you for joining us. We'll start here because I'm sure a lot of people have the same question, but how did you find astrology? Like, was it something you were born into and your mom taught you or you found it on your own path in life?
3: Kind of halfway. So my dad's third wife, was a Reiki master wow. and had like really in her mid thirties. So like in the seventies kind of went on her own healing journey. She's a very, very powerful, very talented healer, Reiki master. Wow! And she thought it would be a good idea to get us a family astrology reading. Oh.
4: Oh. They
3: were living in Toronto. I had gone out for the summer and we drove out with my stepsister and brother and stepmom and dad. And we got like group astrology reading. And I was fascinated. (laughs) I was like, what is this woman talking about? (laughs) I felt like I knew what she was saying, but no one had ever spoken to me that way before. Whoa! Mm. You know, when you're a kid and you have like different family formations, I was always trying to suss out like who was who and like, how do I fit in this situation? And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like personality stuff in every family, but when it's a new family formation, it's so... This woman was able to like detail and like, nail our personalities, wow. and it was just like, "What is this skill?" <laughs> and she had written, Witchcraft. yeah, she had <laughs> written a book, and my dad bought me the book, oh, and nice. I have been, you know, learning about astrology ever since. Amazing. So 12 was my introduction. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And then I started Reiki with that step-grandmother. So I started Reiki when I was, I got initiated into level one when I was 14. Oh. And oh my God. her husband was also really into tarot. So on Friday nights, we would have Friday night, kind of like Shabbat dinners, and we would read tarot cards and talk about, meditation and Reiki and energy and healing and past lives and like all that wow. kind of stuff. So at 12, that really came into my life and I was obsessed. Oh, <laughs> that's
2: like destiny. Like, you know, True, just yes. at such a young age, knowing your gift like that, that's amazing. I, know. I don't know
3: if I knew my gift. I just was really into it. Mm. Yeah, I was such a like weird kid. I was also just so into healing. I was so, mm. I think I felt so much pain and you know just in my own childhood and then also being a teenager, you're just like,
4: ah, really hurt so much. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I was like, I was always hunting for what would like help me understand why I felt the pain I did hmm, and why yeah. people did the things that they did. And all of those things, yeah. all, all those tools that they were teaching me really started to like show me a different way of being. I also came from a ton of addiction and mm. a lot mm. of like folks that were trying to numb out their pain. Mm. And all of a sudden mm. I got introduced to adults that wanted to like understand their pain. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we can do that.
4: <laughs> this is what I
0: need. So for people who at home who don't know, how does astrology work? Like, I mean, how do you know what's going on or going to happen in their lives?
3: Mm. Well, it's a really intense practice. Yeah, There's a whole talent of like how each person puts it together. And that's what makes each astrologer different because we're all working with the same thing. So we take a snapshot of the sky when you were born and everything means something. So every single planet is somewhere in your chart and the sky is doing something very specific to the time and the date and the location of where you're born. Mm. So you can be born at the same Mm. time as somebody else, but if they're born in Japan and you're born in, you know, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, The skies are going to look different because, you know, the earth is rotating and the planets are doing their things. So when we take a snapshot of the sky and where everything is given where you are in the earth, and then we read it. And so all astrologers are reading the same thing. They're all saying like, oh, that's the moon, that's Jupiter. Mm. But it's how each person like weaves it together. Mm. And it's really about the magic of the moment of the you and the reader and the moment that comes in. So Mm. my teacher, Dimitra George, talks a lot about the the principle of three. So when you come to somebody else, like a therapist or healer or astrologer, what have you, you two come together and then there's a third energy that comes in. And the third thing or the third being is the actual reading or the, Mm. the relationship that gets evoked from those two people coming together.
2: Interesting.
3: But we, yeah, we're reading the location and how everything also looked, because mm-hmm. planets look different at different points of the year, depending wow. on their cycle, right? So certain planets are brighter and dimmer at different times of their own cycle with the sun. Yeah, And so brightness is also a very important factor in visibility.
2: Wow. I love hearing that because yeah. I feel like people who don't understand what astrology is think it's like hippy dippy feel like it's not an actual reading of something that actually Mm -hmm. existed Mm -hmm.
3: i'm literally reading a script yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's predestined so every astrologer will be reading the same script Mm -hmm. it's just we might translate it or give it different emphasis like two actors come to the same script Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they bring the character to life in a really unique way yeah because of their own interpretation of it wow
1: it's wild to think about the stars really being a guide. I've mm. I've been ruminating on the stars quite a bit, thinking about Harriet Tubman and mm-hmm. like even way back in the day where she's like, oh, okay, let's follow. Like everyone was like, we're going to follow the stars and like yeah. get to freedom. Yeah.
3: In the nativity, you know, story, a lot of astrologers and historians talk about the fact that the three wise men were astrologers.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Which totally makes sense.
3: They followed the star, Right. They read a sign in the sky. (laughs) They were medicine men. They were astrologers. They brought gifts. And, you know, there's some scholars, some astrologers talk about the fact that, you you know, we just had the great conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. That was one of our questions. Yeah. And so some people think that it was a great conjunction that Mm. the astrologers were following that heralded in this new beginning of this new king.
2: Ooh, that just gave me chills.
3: Yeah. And so whether that's exactly true or not, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, all of the world religions, of course, Buddhism, the the East, what we call the East, Mm. never lost its connection to astrology. But the major world religions are born out of Mm. cultures, many, Mm. many, many diverse, ethnic, indigenous, all sorts of different cultural perspectives. But they were all rooted very deeply in cosmology. So Mm. The stars, the planets, the cycles of the sun, the meanings of new moons and full moons, all of that is embedded in our world religions Hmm. to such an obvious degree that it's kind of hiding in plain sight. Like Jews, we celebrate the new moon every month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, and our festivals happen around full moons that happen after solstices and equinoxes Mm -hmm. often, Mm -hmm. not all of them, but a lot of them. And so humans forever have been had to be because of crops and food and coldness Mm -hmm. and climate Mm -hmm. attuned to the cycles of the sun and then have always made meaning out of the the moon. And Mm. then there's all the other ways in which we've also made meaning out of all the planets and the fixed stars and We've always been very connected to the sky, but we've lost it. Mm. Yeah. So, and I think that's why we're so obsessed with astrology because we miss that connection, that feeling like there's a canopy over us, yeah, that is speaking to us, that we're living in a world that's actually quite animated Mm -hmm. and wants to be in dialogue with us.
1: Mm Hmm. Mm. I really love that. Also, the way that like the stars inform how we relate Mm -hmm. to each other Mm -hmm. as well. And at this point in my life, I know to avoid emotionally unavailable Capricorns, (laughs) but like, can you talk about astrological compatibility a little bit? How do you come to those pairings and like, how do you know who
3: goes with each other? I think that it's really tempting to categorize people into sun sign definitions Mm -hmm, mm
4: -hmm, and mm -hmm. that we
3: have a couple of bad experiences with emotionally unavailable Capricorns (laughs) or Scorpios (laughs) or Gemini's. They usually, those three usually get the worst rap. Hey, no, (laughs) this is
1: truth. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying, You know, I hear you. I hear you.
3: And that it's really as an astrologer, I say this a lot, but I always encourage people to not pay attention to anybody's astrology until you actually know them as a person. Mm -hmm. Because Mm. I think that we are, we have a lot of intimacy issues and we want to be able to categorize things so that Mm. we can have a kind of modicum of safety or Mm
4: -hmm. maybe even
3: control over the situation. And what I look for as an astrologer is I want to see how your chart interacts with somebody else's chart. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing, I want the whole being, I want your whole personhood in this conversation and I want their whole person. And then you want to look and see like, oh, here's where the things mirror each other. Here's where they connect, here's where they fit together. And so of course, sun signs are a part of that, but it's such a small piece, I think, of looking at how two moments in time, constellated into two human beings Hmm. come together. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like that you said, get to know them first. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Give them a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Because then it's like, all right, now we got to crack open Channy's. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go deep. And now we need to figure it out together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: In understanding our birth charts, you've mentioned how it's a step towards radical self-acceptance, which I Mm. love just those words combined in and, and we're all about that too. So just for those unfamiliar, can you catch us up on what that means like in comparison to a person's birth chart and why understanding it can help?
3: Yeah, I think that you know, ultimately hopefully we go towards radical self-love. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: maybe this is just my limited understanding of human nature, but I feel like we need to work on the self-acceptance piece sometimes first. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people can get right to the self radical self-love for me. I had to like accept a lot of things about myself first before I could learn to love them. And like acceptance is like, this is something I've been given. Yeah. And if I keep refusing it, I'm going to feel really miserable and I'm going to be really unhappy. And so I, as a human, need to be like, okay, what is this? Understand it. And then I can love it. And then I can maybe heal my resistance to it. So the radical self-acceptance is just to be like, okay, I'm made up this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might not know how to love it yet, or I might not know what to do with it yet. But if I could accept it and embrace it in a kind of radical way, I think the other stuff comes more swiftly.
2: Mm. Hmm, that makes sense.
3: This is this is what I've been given. And this is the past that I've lived through. This is the current situation I've got to work through. And these are my talents. Mm -hmm. And this is what I have received. Not because I deserve it or whatever. It's just what is. And so, like radical acceptance, I think, is like this is what it is. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Now, if I can engage with it from that place of being like, this has happened or this is who I am. Mm. Then what can occur after that?
2: Wow. Hmm. I, I think that's just so profound because once you do start trying to do that healing work in your life, it's just so clear how letting go of certain things unblocks so many things that you didn't even know affect were being affected yeah. by one little point in your yeah. life.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think we also spend so much time and I think capitalism engenders this to such an extensive degree that we spend so much time looking out Mm -hmm. and wanting something that we don't have and being positioned to be envious of what other folks are Mm -hmm. or have or do instead of looking at totally inside totally yeah and experiencing our life as from a place of interiority like What is here and then how does that move Mm -hmm. out? Mm -hmm. But we're Mm -hmm. so, capitalism is like, look out there, you need Mm -hmm. this thing and you're Mm -hmm. not good enough and you gotta buy these stuff. And it's constant grasping at something else. Mm. And so the part of like acceptance of like mindfulness practices or what have you is to start where we are here and then.
2: mm. We're in church today. Yes. (laughs) true. (laughs) life (laughs) taking us down to the altar. Literally. (laughs)
3: And there's so much work to do here, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's so much work.
3: Yep.
0: I mean, and just speaking on that, which parallels do you see between like the momentous things that have happened this last year Mm -hmm. and, you know, what's going on with astrology?
3: Right. So a lot of astrologers have been talking about this. A man named Richard Tarnas wrote a book called Cosmos and Psyche decades ago yeah. that talked about a configuration that happened at the beginning of 2020. And it happens every like 36 years or so. The last time it happened was in the midst of the AIDS epidemic. Whoa. It was still when we didn't quite know what it was or how to deal with it. Then the next time it happened was January 10th of
2: 2020. Oh my god! So, wow.
3: Yeah. It also happened during the bubonic plague. So the mm-hmm. mark of it, it, of course it happens every 36 years. So it's not like every 36 years we go through a huge global pandemic obviously but it's that it's lined up with a couple and it the last time it happened lined up with a time that was really you know terrifying and so much loss I mean the the scars that have happened and the ways in which this country dealt with it was atrocious (laughs) and then we you know we cycle back around we have another Saturn Pluto conjunction and covid happens. Wow. wow. And we see the same communities impacted in the worst ways. Black and brown folks in this country yeah. in both of those cases. Hmm. Poor folks, disabled folks, you know, it's just like the same systemic inequities and flaws and the the ways in which a major thing like this happens, it reveals the structure of our country. So it strips away the superfluous stuff and goes, well, this is actually what's really supporting the whole thing. Mm -hmm. This is is who gets supported when everything else falls. And then, you know, one of the major things that has to happening in 2021 is that there's this configuration between Saturn again, which is structure Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. things like grids and in a clash with a planet called Uranus, which is about upheaval and changes and it's mm. in Taurus right now so it's about changes of the earth that are happening and uranus is also quite electric as a planet and so the first square between saturn and uranus was when the power completely <laughs> the power grids completely disintegrated in texas literally went out wow so another thing that we have to really keep our mind because that's the first time it happened right so it's going to happen two more times wow so it feels like power climate crisis the structures that mm. we have to, you know, mm-hmm. that are so not made for <laughs> anything just going be wrong. To be sustained.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: right. And so, of course, it all goes back to, like, colonialist capitalism, white supremacist capitalism, right. just, like, hoovering up all the resources that it can and then just the damage that it does and how, how egregiously ill-equipped our systems are to deal with the rapid decline of the earth's (laughs) well-being so Mm -hmm. that's also like on my (laughs) on my agenda to (laughs) things to look out for and the next one's happening in june and then the next one's happening in december oh june this year Uh wow yeah and then you know june last year yeah it was the worst time ever june last year during the uprising was when we were having we had an eclipse on this country's ascendant wow and it was also on brianna taylor's birthday
2: that's freaking what bananas but it's also not.
3: Right.
1: Wow. (laughs) I really love the critical analysis that you bring to astrology, Chani. Not just, you know, here's like what's happening in the stars, but also keeping in mind those of us who have lived on the margins for so long that are queer and trans and Black. Can you talk about the importance of infusing social justice into your horoscopes and platform? and? Also, thank you for taking such a clear stance because I know there are a lot of folks who are like, ooh, I don't want to put people off or whatever. <laughs> and you're like so unapologetic and it's it makes your horoscopes and all the things that you share with the world feel like a safe place.
3: Mm. I just, I feel like we're in such a, like, what kind of state are we in where doing that is even a thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's so embarrassing, mm-hmm. honestly. It is embarrassing. That that would even be something to take note of. It's like, why the fuck isn't everybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's so egregious that, yeah, anything that I would do like would even stand out as you know what I mean, like it just should be yeah. everywhere. It's so mm-hmm. fucking late. it's so overdue. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's so wrong mm. to care about just you know having people. <laughs> <laughs> send me any more of your emails. I mean, like when people are like, (laughs) take me off your email list. I'm like, I am so happy to. I don't know how you got here. (laughs) I'm a Jew. Um, I'm a queer person. I feel like as somebody that both has white privilege and has a relationship to historical trauma that if I don't utilize my privilege and mm-hmm. in every way, shape, and form that I can, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's still a lot more that I can do, it's like, why am I breathing and taking up space and using resources? <laughs> like, it's so it's so basic to me, and I just – so I'm, I'm always trying to, like, encourage – other people that might not have engaged with that kind of thing in themselves in their lives to like, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> we're so close to it being a total catastrophe. Maybe now is the time to get involved. <laughs> oh,
4: <okay. laughs> I don't know.
3: I also grew up with like really radical kind of hippies. Not that they had politics, but they just, I grew up in this way no one cared about societal norms. So the good thing about my childhood is that I grew up with that real rebellious kind of streak. So nice. I don't feel like I'd have to give up anything, mm. also. Mm. You know, like I have a lot of privilege and what am I losing? Like yeah. nothing. I'm not risking anything even.
1: Message.
2: Right. <laughs> That's so real. And just as an astrologer, you're so many things that you just laid out for us. But what are some of the misconceptions you've run into about your profession um, that make you laugh or you are just like, what the heck? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I've been at family dinners with like <laughs> elders in my family, not necessarily blood related, but like folks that are related to cousins and all that, and like literally been accused of being like a charlatan and a oh. liar. And, you know, it's like no. it no. goes deep really quick. People that hate astrologers like hate astrologers <laughs> and <laughs> I think that again as a Jew it's like our culture and religion came out of mm-hmm. this cosmology like there's it's so interwoven that I think through having to like survive so many different kind of waves of not being wanted in the societies that we were in, yeah, there's been a, a restriction in our relationship to you know magic and yeah. and yeah, the sky and the earth. And so, when people do that with me, I'm like, oh, that's just you're being a, a gatekeeper, oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: I'd love that you pointed that out, like, people pick and choose yes. what they want yeah. to. Believe,
0: yeah. And there's a comfort level where it's like, well, if I make your thing unreal, my thing is so yeah. real. And it's like, no, we're yeah. we're all believing in things, and you're picking and choosing.
3: You know, I'm like, we're sitting at a seder. We're talking about like going through a ritual, literally. <laughs> yeah, maybe also not everything in this thing is true, too. Like, Ooh. yeah, it's very yes. We're really scared. We've been really um, indoctrinated with a terror. Around anything connected to the earth and your body, and other things that aren't scientific, even though they are very scientific. <laughs> I know.
0: Uh, okay. So we're about to get into the birth chart segment. Oh, man. But before we jump
3: in, <laughs> can you catch us up about what goes into a birth chart? Yeah. So again, the birth chart is like a snapshot of the sky, the moment that you're pronounced born. It's like, okay, this baby has come. And one of the ways that people work with astrology is we can use it in a magical kind of way so that we take a good time and we make an amulet or we Mm. make something out of a moment to kind Mm. of crystallize the properties. Mm. So all of us are an amulet of the moment that we were born and we hold within us the potential of that moment. We hold within us the seed of the potential of what the stars, the planets, or the sky is saying. We live with that our whole life. Wow. And as we live out the potential of that, what also happens is planets keep moving. They never stop. Mm -hmm. My job is never over.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They never rest. Um,
3: And so they keep moving and they'll, They'll wake things up in your chart. They'll be like, hey, you look comfortable, mm. so I'm going to disrupt everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Or like, it's time to grow up, and it's time to take responsibility. And th- so there's these like major life transits that we all go through if we're lucky enough, got us willing to live certain ages. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's also very specific transits that happen to you because of where things were when you were born. So everyone knows about the Saturn return. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that happens because Saturn has a 29.5 year orbit around the sun. And so Mm. if you get to live to 30, you get to go through that transit of Saturn coming back to the place it was when you were born. Wow. So that's something that everybody lives through if if you get to a certain age. And then there's also very specific things that happen in your chart because of where things were when you were born. Wow. Yeah.
1: We're so excited and grateful to have the unique opportunity to like get a birth chart reading with you. So should we start with you? Yes. Like, what does it all mean? Tell us about Mamia and Kira. And... No, no, we're, we're starting, starting with you. With you <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's start with yes.
3: So I always start with the ascendant because okay. the ascendant is the most personal point in your chart. Ooh. The sun will be in a sign for 30 days. The ascendant will be in a sign for like an hour in some. Oh. Okay. So your ascendant is way more personal in a lot of ways than your son is. Not that your son isn't very, very, very important, but your ascendant is like super timely. Mm. So Yasmin, we have a really solid time of birth for you. 752 is from a good source.
1: Yes, my birth uh, certificate.
3: Great. Because you're at the very end of a rising sign. so It's like the last couple of minutes of the sign. Oh. Wow. So the rising sign tells us what you're motivated to do. For you especially, it's like these last couple seconds of this sign. <laughs> like, I want to be known for this thing. The story of my life being the last minute. like
1: skidding into the interview. <laughs> wow. So...
3: We've got you at the last couple moments of Gemini Rising. Oh, okay. So Gemini Rising folks are here to communicate. Mm. They're here to talk. They're here to write. They are here to (laughs) gather information and disperse it. They are curious. They are mercurial. Mm. There's like a lot of change that happens in the persona, in the life. It's like you can go anywhere, talk to anyone, gather (laughs) the intel, gather the info, disperse it amongst other groups of people. (laughs) You have Chiron right on the ascendant. Chiron is the wounded healer. So one of the things that would be important for you to speak to and speak about is the wound, Mm. the thing that makes us suffer. Why, what is the meaning of suffering? Why do we suffer? Mm. And what, what kind of understanding does it give us? Mm -hmm. It's also Chiron is the doctor, the healer, the teacher, the mentor. So mentorship, being a kind of mentor might be really important to you, especially as you get older. And dispersing wisdom and knowledge in a way that can be healing so you can heal through comedy we can heal through drama we can heal through a lot of different ways but it's like how you give out information can be really important for it to be in some way about Mm. healing and about the medicine of the message kind of thing
0: that's on par. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm over
1: here taking my
0: notes, Jenny. You
1: have no idea. Okay, I'm like, but, this is, it's me.
3: <laughs> but what it gives us is a really important planet in your chart. So the planet that rules Gemini is Mercury. Mm. So Mercury is the planet that's steering the direction of your life. Wherever Mercury is, we know that you have to go there. Otherwise, you're not going to feel fulfilled and you're not going to feel like you're living at your purpose. Your Mercury is in the fifth house of creative self-expression. <laughs> so writing, <Sounds> right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> writing,
3: speaking, and expressing yourself through your words <laughs> is like your deal. You have to do this. It, it doesn't have to always be in the same kind of way or style, but you have to do it. So writing for like, and it's in the sign Libra. Libra is about art mm. and wow. relationship and balance and beauty.
4: Mm.
3: And then we could go into a whole story about that. But I just want to say quickly, you know, this is very different than your son in in Scorpio. Son in Scorpio is very deep, very emotional, very, you know, like it's it's about the, the <laughs> deep wells and...
1: I'd be feeling all the feels. I'm like, oh. Every single one. (laughs) Every single one. I'm flatlining right now.
3: (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Your Gemini Rising helps you talk about it. Mm. Oh,
1: yes, it does.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shakira
1: has been there for the breakups and everything.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So... So just quickly, your son is in the sixth house of work. So you are driven to work. Yeah. And to work in ways that are really deep and cathartic. Mm. And then you have moon Jupiter, which is, and two of (laughs) you, I wonder if you can guess the other person that has this. It's in a very different way. Mm. Two of you have this moon Jupiter. The moon is, is like our daily life and it's our body and it's our way of expressing ourselves. You have moon in Aries. It's fierce. It's fiery. It's independent. It goes first. It goes boldly. It goes loudly. It doesn't give a fuck who, what, anybody <laughs> thinks about anything. And <laughs> um, it's conjunct Jupiter, which is incredibly generous and incredibly generative. And it's in the 11th house of good fortune. Mm. So your friends mm. <laughs> and the communities and the people that you gather with that you do these things that are fiery and you go first with them. There's such a, this is your boon where you have this really nice gift. So I'm going to leave that there for a minute Ooh. and move on. Okay,
1: <laughs> And it's just so fitting. Cause like for OOD, we've been building together and like the idea that community It really is like a huge driving force for me. Huge. Mm -hmm. And it's
3: so lucky. It's your place of luck. Mm. To want to see if this will make sense for you all, but to have Moon Jupiter, which again, one other person here does, is like to come in with a big enthusiasm and like Mm -hmm. to come in with big generosity and to come in with big ideas and like be very optimistic and expansive to need to go big. Now, the yeah. other person that has this has it in a very different part of their chart. They have it in their fourth house of home and family. So it coming from a really spiritual family or having religion be uh, an important thing in family.
2: It could be either of us. I don't know. I'm like, I'm
3: okay. so torn. Yeah, I
0: think I have a moon in Aries, but I also am not sure. You have moon
3: in Leo. So then that's not me. It is you. Oh, it is
0: me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You have Moon and Leo conjunct Jupiter. Oh. And it's also conjunct the South Node. So it's a fascinating combo because it does feel like there's something that you come from, something in your inheritance, something in your DNA, something in your very fabric and being, like your foundation. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's, is there something that you come from that you feel like foundationally is about giving and generosity and it's really tied to the lineage that you're from
0: I mean I was raised very you know spiritually yeah like it was a lot of loss in my younger life and then yeah my mom is was very generous in yeah. the way she raised me and
3: like a big persona yeah like was she big to you
0: well yeah my mom my mom's a lot <laughs> <laughs>
3: What I mean yeah <laughs> I moon mean, Jupiter can be like a big parent or a big mom but it's like is there a theme around generosity but also uh, giving too much and mm. not keeping for self so
0: the way I operate is like if this is my friend I will give I will yeah I'll do too much I'm, I'll be annoying where I'll be like oh I can I'll, I'll take on and handle and give and like with my close mm-hmm. friends where I'm like okay let's go out. You don't have it. I'll take care of it. Like that's yeah. my relationship with things when I'm passionate about it.
3: Yeah. Do you make people family like that?
0: Um, Friends, like close yeah. friends, like my best friend and I have been friends since we were five.
3: Yeah. And
0: like, we're very, I, I thought this was just a Virgo thing that we were very loyal. I'm a very loyal <laughs> person. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's interesting. Both the ruler of your 11th house of groups of friends and then the ruler of your third house of friends that feel like siblings are together. It's your moon and Jupiter in your fourth house, of family. So it's like the people in your orb, like you need to take them home and- (laughs) They need to be close. And so that loyalty, I think, also comes from that. And you have Venus in the fifth house, which means it's the same. You both, the rulers of your ascendant, the planets that drive this ship of your life, steer your life in a direction, are both in the place of self-expression. And art and creativity. Oh, fun. And creative projects. So, Venus is the goddess of love and erotic energy and beauty and connection and relationships. So, relationships also drive your life. Yeah. And you have Venus in Virgo, which when we see a Venus in Virgo, the person might work harder than they know how to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, things have to get done.
3: (laughs) Listen, and it doesn't doesn't help or it does help that you also have sun in Virgo. So like your need to get things, maybe not perfect, but in order and in the way that you know that they could be, (laughs) you are relentless. (laughs) Uh,
0: I really try to be patient. I have no, my patience, I've been working on it for years (laughs) and I'm literally like, we just got to get, And I'll be like, hold it in. Calm down. I have to meditate. I have to like do a lot of relaxation stuff. Yeah. That's accurate.
3: (laughs) To see every flaw. Yeah. Like you do. It's a little disturbing. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) Even on myself, I'm just as critical. Like I'm observant of my friends, but I'm also family, all of it. I'm like a thousand percent. Well, you did this. This resulted to this.
3: Yeah. You he did, did it to to yourself. yourself. A famous Kira quote. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite Virgo quotes is, it's not hard if you do it right.
1: <laughs> hey. This is amazing. It's like things that we like sort of knew about each other. Yeah. Also. <laughs> yeah.
3: And Virgo's very busy. It's like, it doesn't have to be literally this, but it's like metaphorically like knitting, crocheting, like yeah. needing to be doing something all the time. Mm -hmm. So when you're upset, you reorganize things in a way that feels like, okay, it's beautiful now. You know, it's it's so
0: funny. I was in the knitting club in high school and I only (laughs) signed up because I wanted to have like a certain amount of extracurriculars and be in a certain amount of pictures (laughs) in the yearbook, which is just a mess.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was in book club, knitting, dance, theater. Listen, I didn't didn't say type A, but... (laughs)
0: But I'm like a chill type A. I'm a chill type A. I'm very chill. Yeah, because you
3: have moon and Jupiter. Oh. So the moon Jupiter totally chills it out. Mm. Because moon Jupiter is very like, it's cool. Like, you yeah. got it. And so these two parts of your chart really struggle. Yeah. <laughs> With each other. Because your moon Jupiter will drive your Virgo bananas. Your Virgo is yeah. like, what are you talking about? It doesn't work out unless you work at it. Oh. And your moon Jupiter is like, if you could just relax, <laughs> maybe it would all just flow a little better. Mm, I
0: hear that. So that's a little <laughs> bit about your chart. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay, Mamia, let's talk about your birth chart. Oh, God. Your Scorpio rising. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So we have Scorpio sun and Scorpio rising. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we have Virgo sun and Virgo sun. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we have two Virgo suns. Okay, so Scorpio rising. Scorpio is very secretive. <laughs> it's not that you're necessarily secretive, but but there's a thing about Scorpio is like, I don't, why should I trust something mm-hmm. that I don't know yet? So give me time Wow. and I'll see if I like it or if I trust it or if I agree with it. And there's like a deep well of energy that is below the surface mm-hmm. that once you tap into it, it's like, oh my God, there's so much feeling again. There's so much emotion. There's so much there, but it's not gonna, especially when it's your rising sign, you're not gonna lead with it. Yeah, You're gonna protect it.
2: Pretty accurate.
3: (laughs) It's all about your power. So what do I do with this power that I have? Mm -hmm. Because people feel it. People might wanna challenge it. People might not know what to do with Mm -hmm. it all the time. Mm -hmm. And so (sighs) how you learn to work with it you know, is incredibly important. The ruler of your ascendant is Mars. Mm. In your chart, Mars is in its own sign, which is like being in our own home. It's like we know where the food is, we know how the shower works, we know, so it's resourced. So you have this really powerful planet that drives the ship of your life. And it's driving you towards the sixth house of work. Mm. So, you are (laughs) so driven. (laughs) And what I would say is because you're so driven and you're so good at what you do, and you are able to do a tremendous amount because you're so well resourced in the way that you need to be, you need to watch out that it doesn't wreak havoc on your body. Oh my God. So, the person who had this setup, Is Prince. Wow. Oh my God. You love
2: Prince. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I literally have a poster on my wall.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Prince has a a Scorpio rising. The ruler of his ascendant is Mars and it's in Aries. And he was born in Minneapolis too. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So Mm. he, of course, did things that no one could do. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, how could this person human like play for seven hours and fly across the stage and do all these physical things? Yeah. And of course, we know that it took a real toll on his body. Mm. So just to like, you know, everybody has their own choices and stuff. But especially again, as, as you get older, you want to respect the physical wear and tear that your skill and expertise and drive might not know much about the physical. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
2: Yeah, like sitting down at a computer for 12 hours, staring (laughs) at a screen.
3: Yeah, like everything starts to disintegrate. But your energy is like, but I can do this. Mm -hmm. I've got this. And so Mars is energy, it's drive, it's ambition, it's courage. Also, the sixth house is about, historically about inequity too. So there might Mm -hmm. be a way in which your life is driven towards parsing out the inequities especially within work cultures mm. so again to use Prince as an example one of his things was like when he was like I'll give up my name <laughs> to be able to have the rights that I should have to my own music mm. right and so his challenge of the system and of the the mm. economics of the system and of the in- inequities in terms of labor was one of the I think marks of his career and so there's this type of activism that could also be really important for you Mm. in your work, in your life, in terms of like, that isn't fair and somebody needs to fight this. And I guess it's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: wild.
3: Does that resonate for you? Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah. Like I do sometimes feel like I have the world on my shoulders, literally. And I don't mean that in a like weird way, but I do genuinely think if I don't solve something, like it won't.
3: Itself. The place of your vitality is when you gather with other people or when you're doing something that's about the group or the audience. I love that. And, you know, the folks that you're wanting to serve. And Virgo is very, again, hardworking, meticulous, (laughs) specific, here for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Get things done. I have an agenda. (laughs) Yo. You have a need to, like, just give to the world, to your communities. And It can, you know, again, be at the detriment of you if you're like too centered on what the group needs and not what you need. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm.
3: But on a spiritual level, you feel really called to serve people in a big way. Crazy. And it's really beautiful.
2: I'm like, I feel like a person in a straitjacket who's like, stop telling <laughs> me my <laughs> truth, <Jenny."> <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you literally read read <laughs> <laughs> our lives.
0: She read us. You read
2: <laughs> The, the realest kind of read
3: you could ever want. Oh. <laughs> and that's just a little tiny bit of your charts. Wow. Yes. I know, oh right. my God, that was...
2: I feel like, I don't know, tell me, guys, if I'm wrong, that just, like, affirmed certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, putting a feeling to words from some, the mm-hmm. outside, that's insane. So much. That was amazing. Right? Thank you.
1: Literally, like, yeah, no, you, I'm— I'll get on the waiting list.
3: <laughs> I mean, I just want to say there's a lot of really talented astrologers out there that I could, you know, you could get a reading faster if you need as well. And your your audience also, like, there's so many... Incredibly talented astrologers out there at this moment. This mm. is a like a renaissance moment for astrology in a mm. lot of ways.
2: Yeah. You think that right now is a
3: time yes. where. Okay. Yes. Oh my goodness. Folks that have been studying for the last 10 years wow. have had access to information that I never had access to mm. until recently. And so the kinds of astrologers that are coming up now mm. are wildly talented. Mm. Wow. And there's so many different ways you can work with a chart and there's so many different astrologers and there's so much to learn from each astrologer I think that that reads your chart that's really invested in the art
0: and do that do astrologers see into the future like can we get like yeah
3: (laughs) you know part of its prediction I mean we don't like to talk about that because it Mm. that's when people get like how dare you you can't do and I have free will and it's like sure you have free will but like we're on planet Earth. We're not on Mars. Mm. So <laughs> there's things that are coming up that I can be like this time frame is, has this quality to it. Okay. And you have to figure out how it lands for you, but I I know that that's that quality. Okay. Like for me, this year was a really big career year and it's like a once in 12 career year. What did I do? Well, I launched an app. Heck Yeah. (laughs) It's like I didn't plan that knowing that this would be my career year. It just happened that way. Nice. So even me, I get to be in awe of how the things work out Hmm. because you can see it happening, but you don't really know how it's going to work out. Quick, did you
0: see, like, a husband on my chart?
3: Like, um... Or what about my
0: <laughs> And when? Did you see a wedding date on there? Because <laughs> we just want to. I
2: just want to know what to prepare for, you know? you know? Should I be buying the dress? Should we go
0: shopping? And... Yeah.
1: Oh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Um, Chani, we're just so grateful for you spending time with us and sharing your gifts with us. Can you talk about, though, the ways that you protect your energy in all of this light work that you do in the world? Like, what are the ways that you take care of you?
3: I really don't feel like I need to protect myself from this, the work. Mm the step-grandmother that I talked about, she was like, you ask for protection once and then you have it. Like you oh don't my God. have mm. to worry about it. So I love that. Yeah. I try to just remember like I'm protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if something goes weird and I need protection, then I'll, I'll do certain like rituals to help myself come back. And one of those rituals is always therapy. I always talk about it. You know, I'm always like, really thorough Mm -hmm. (laughs) about moving through, like, how something impacted me, what I'm dreaming about in response Mm. to it, what my body's doing in response to it. I want to be conscious about how things are impacting me and how I can work with them. It's like, at the end of the day, it's done. And just, like, go back to being, do the laundry. (laughs) Honestly, do the dishes, no, like yeah. be really grounded. I
2: love doing the dishes.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yes, Virgo, we mm-hmm. know.
3: <laughs> know it's
2: like. At least I know they're clean. Though. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> all dishes are not washed equally. I this will. Say true. Hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I love yeah. what you said about you're already protected. And I feel like yeah. staying conscious of that is healing, is just a healing thought.
3: Mm. Yeah. And I think we're protected by our generosity too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah,
3: Trying to serve in some way is a real protection. Mm-hmm. Yes to that.
1: Chani, where can folks, uh, we talked about your app. We, she has a
3: book. You were born for this. But
1: where where else can folks find you? Or where do you want to direct people to engage with your your work? You can
3: find me on the social medias. Everything's either Chani, C-H-A-N-I, uh, Chani Nicholas, the website, com.
2: Subscribe to the app, guys. It really just Truly. gives you a little affirmation for your day, like at the most random yeah. times. And it's always a time when you need it. The push notifications. Yes. The push <laughs> notifications. We work really hard on those. I can tell because I feel like yeah. you're following me or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Truly. I'm like, Jenny, be knowing.
0: those. was Dog on planets.
2: (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining us. We so appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So great to hang out. You are a joy. Truly. We should have booked you for 10 hours instead of. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) You're never leaving this podcast, Jenny. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yes. In the meantime, we're going to give some advice. But first, we're going to take a quick little break, Ski. Welcome back. It's time for us to give a lucky listener some advice. So, moms, what you got for us?
2: Okay, today's letter reads Hey, OOD, I want to know what you all think. I finally let this guy smash after he had been chasing me for years. And he, after he laid the pipe, Lod knows it was good. Oh, and she okay. wrote good with a D in all caps <laughs> and a T. Mm, that's banging. Yeah. So after he laid that good pipe, I thought he might actually be a viable option and was willing to overlook all the things that annoyed me about him. The next day, "Mm, this Uh doesn't look good. I know. Well. The next day, he told me he was looking for the woman who would make him stop looking. Oh. And I said, is that me? And he said, no, it's not. We should be friends. (laughs) What? Oh, no. Is this some kind of dark witchcraft or sorcery or just a jerk being a jerk? Signed, Spirited Away.
0: <laughs> you had feelings beforehand about not getting into bed with him mm. and then you still did it. So, mm. you know, him being like, nah, afterwards is a low-key mm-hmm. karma? Uh,
2: it's like what
1: you've thought from the yeah. jump. Yeah. What is for you mm. is for you. Who you're supposed to be with energetically. Like you feel it and you know. The gray area is where problems well. eh. Yeah, sure, I'll fuck in. And then you did, and it's not the situation mm-hmm. that's yeah. for you, clearly, because he's not into you, and it has to be reciprocated, because if the person ain't into you, then... That's a world of hurt yeah. you're <laughs> entering. Well, you know,
0: I don't always know. Sometimes it's like a maybe, until it is a hell yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, even with you and David, y'all started off as friends, and it was cool, and then when it was a hell yes, it was all all she wrote. It was like, it evolved to that. So sometimes, I, I, you know, sis, you might be trying to see if something can grow and you be giving things a chance.
2: Right. But this... <laughs> this person doesn't sound like they're trying to, to water and put miracle grow on the seeds that you're trying to sow. Okay? You gave him a shot and he shut it down after. I and feel like just, you just wanted to hit it. Like, from the moment yeah. that he started hitting you up, that was the goal always. Oh, Yeah.
0: And look at it like this. this. You got some good
2: dick, okay? Right. <laughs> Let's look
0: on the bright side of things. Got laid. Good. <laughs> good. good. Good pipe. <laughs> so now, gotta move on and and find who's right for you. Yeah. Find
2: your hell yes. And don't let this little jerk or whatever get you down. Because if he is into sorcery, it didn't work on you, okay? You ain't want him
1: in the first place. Yeah, you you made it out. This was so much fun. I hope that helps you, Spirited Away. In the meantime, look to the stars and see about your compatibility, which Mm -hmm. we already kind of know is a nah. But, you know, we learned so much about ourselves, about our birth Mm -hmm. charts, about self-acceptance, radical self-acceptance. Channy was a gem. Thank y'all for tuning in. Please remember to share, review our podcast. Let us know what you think. Heck yeah.
0: And come kiki with us on social media. At Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram. At OOD Improv on Twitter. And at Obama's Other Daughters on
2: Facebook. Yes. And as always, if you need some advice or you know someone who does, send us your letters at OODpodcast at gmail.com. And we will... See you next week. Okay. If the stars align, <laughs> Woo. Woo. all right,
1: go check your horoscope. Adios. <laughs> you down? Is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.